You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. First Samuel chapter 3, let's stand together for the reading of God's Word. Begin reading at verse number one. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There were no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. What a sad thing where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou calledest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived the Lord had called the the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall be if he call thee that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called it at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. Let us pray. Father, we ask you to bless the reading of your word tonight. Lord, I ask you tonight to give me the unction and the strength to preach. Ask you, O Lord, that the Holy Spirit of God might take the word of God tonight and, and touch every heart and every life in this building, that when we leave here, we'll not be the same as we were when we came in. Father, bless the word of God tonight. Bless your word to every heart and every life here. And we'll thank you and praise you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And just for Jesus' sake and with thanksgiving, amen. You may be seated. I'm sure many of you in your lifetime have had some experience that are very memorable. I'm talking about those things that have happened to you that you'll never forget. Perhaps you've had those experiences that have sent cold chills up and down your spine. If we're part of a personal experience, many years ago, when I was in Bible college, we sat one night and we listened to the college choir sing a tremendous rendition of the musical arrangement of Alleluia. And as I sat there that night and listened to the various choir members uh, give their testimony throughout that great musical, cold chills went up and down my spine and my ears began to tingle. 
many years ago when James Robinson was a Baptist. Amen. Amen. And he truly preached the word of God. My family and I sat in the Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix, Arizona, and I listened to him tell one night how that his dad used to come home drunk and beat he and his mother up. And he told how that one day God miraculously saved him and called him into the ministry. And one of those, it was one of those times when the cold chills went up and down my spine again. Many of you perhaps have had those types of experiences. This event of Samuel that we just read about tonight rates high among the great events of the word of God. Samuel was a young man he, whom God had given to his mother Hannah. Someone has said that Samuel was a miracle child. Samuel was a dedicated child and Samuel was a surrendered child. And he was, the very, he was a, a very special in the service of God. As I look out over the congregation tonight, I see young people. I see boys and girls. Let me tell you, mom and dad, encourage your young people to get involved in the work of God. It's the greatest work in all the world. I want to call your attention this evening to a phrase uh, that I find in verse 11. And I want to use that phrase just to preach to you just a little while. The Bible says this, And the Lord said unto Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, and here it is, at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. I want to talk to you tonight a little bit. Ears should tingle. You know, I believe it's interesting as we read the Word of God that we find experiences throughout the Bible that literally produces a tingling ear. Maybe you've heard some great sermons. <laughs> Won't be this one, amen. Or you've heard great prayers or you've heard a great song that have made your ears tingle. That's what the Bible is referring to in that particular verse. So tonight as we look at this, uh, at message, uh, at this message, I have several uh, thoughts that I want to bring to your attention. Number one, ears of Israel would tingle because of God's word. Amen. Listen, our ears ought to tingle because of God's word. Look at verse one, please. And the child Samuel ministered unto Eli, and ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of God was precious in those days. That's an interesting statement. There were no prophets or miracles in Samuel's day. No prophets of God were, were, were speaking. Miracles were not occurring. However, we do find that God said there's something very important. And he said the word of God was precious. Oh, would to God today that the word of God was precious. God help us to recognize that although we see no prophets uh, stalking the earth, we see no saw no called uh, miracles occurring rapidly, that the blessed word of God is precious. Amen. That ought to cause our ears to tingle. Let me ask you a question. What is it that makes the word of God tingle the ear? Let me mention four reasons, I think. Number one, I believe our ears ought to tingle because of its source. That's good. Amen. You see, this is a God-given book. Yes, sir. 
It's not a human revelation of human knowledge. It's a God-given book written for, uh, by those individuals inspired by God. It's the very breath of God. It's the very word of God. Many years ago in Washington, they had an auction of two letters that had been written by George Washington to his wife, Martha. It was noted in the paper that those two letters brought a total of $57,000. When I read that, I asked myself this question. What caused those two pieces of paper to be worth $57,000 and they were 200 years old? What made them important? I'll tell you what it was. It was a source. It was the author. What is it that makes the Bible so important to us? It's the source. Oh, by the way, could I remind you tonight that the Bible is over 200 years old. The Bible has been preserved down through the years, thousands. Of, it's the miracle book of the age. That ought to make our ears tingle, don't you think? Our ears ought to tingle because every word of this magnificent book came from the very mouth of God. Our ears ought to tingle at the word of God, not only because of its source, but also because of its substance. I mean, the substance of the word of God tonight is pure holiness. It's divine law. It's the requisite uh, uh, for good living. It is to the Christian that a cool drink of water is to a dry parched throat. You see, I have in my hand tonight the water of life. It's the bread of life. It's the true vine. It not only tells us how we got here, it tells us where we came from and it tells us where we're going. And not only that, it tells us how we're gonna get there, amen. That ought to cause our ears to tingle. Our ears ought to tingle because of the Savior. The theme of this book from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 is Jesus Christ. The Savior. As Paul describes him in Colossians chapter 1, he's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the firstborn from the dead. He's the creator and sustainer of everything that exists. Then John describes him in Revelation chapter 1 and verses 5 through 8. says he's the resurrection of the life. He's the guarantee for our security now and he's the guarantee for our salvation then. Praise God, I don't have to worry about it. Amen. This Bible makes my ears tingle because it tells me of a Savior. One that died on a cross. Bled his wife, his life away from me. He took the cat of nine tails that I should have had. He took, the, he took the thorns in his brow. He took the nails in his hands and his feet all because he loves me. Amen. And then the Bible makes my ears tingle because of its subject. Its source is God. Its substance is holiness. Its savior is Jesus Christ and its salvation is ours. Amen. Tells us about salvation. It tells us how that God would graciously save any poor lost sinner. 
By the way, if you're here tonight and you've never been saved, now's a good time to do that. We'll take the word of God and we'll show you how much Jesus loves you. Let me say this tonight. If you can open the Bible and read it without your heart being affected, your heart is not right with God. If you can open the Bible and read it without your ears tingling, your ears are not right with God. If you can open the Bible and read it without your mind being challenged, your mind is not right with God. Ears ought to tingle because of the word of God. You see, it's a precious book from God to save sinners bound for heaven. It's also a precious book for those hell-bound sinners that need to be, they need to be saved because it reveals to them a Savior. tells us how to live now and it tells us how we shall live then. It describes what we are as well as what we shall be. It describes how we were born and it tells us how to be born again. It describes what we are and describes what God's trying to make us to be. Oh, listen, my friend, the Bible ought to make our ears tingle. It's a precious book. Secondly, Samuel's ears and Israel's ears tingled because of God's will. Would you look at verse 4, please? That the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here am I. You know, as I study the Word of God, I find out, I, I find that Samuel was submissive to the Word of God. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. God extended a gracious call to, to this man to serve him. And when, when God called me into the ministry, he called me into the greatest work in all the world. I'd rather be a Baptist preacher tonight than the president of the United States. Amen. Makes my ears tingle. By the way, when God saved you, he didn't save you to sit. He saved you to get up and get. Think about it. God is using and wants to use us in his ministry. Call the story of Jim, Jim, Nehemiah when he was building the walls. And the adversaries said to him, let us come down and we'll discuss the situation. Nehemiah said, not me. I'm doing a great work for God right here. Amen. Listen, the cry of the ecumenicals today and the adversaries today are, come on down and let's discuss the word of God. No, I'm working for God right here. I'll tell you what, if you're working for God like you should be, you can say as well, I don't have time for those non-important things. I'm doing the will of God for my life. What is it about the will of God that should make our ears tingle? I believe Samuel's ears tingled and Ari's ears ought to tingle because of the predecessor. He was following the great high priest Eli, the man who served God in the temple, the man who was a servant of God. Could I say we're following some great predecessors tonight? We're following those preachers that have been killed because they preached the word of God. 
We're following men tonight that have had their churches burned down because of the gospel that they preached. Men who have reached their, have risked their life and limb and family all because of preaching this book. You know what's wrong tonight in America? I'm gonna meddle a little bit, is that all right? You know why America's going the way it is? It's our fault. Second Chronicles 7.14, still in the book. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then will I forgive their sin and heal their land. We've got God kicked out just about of everything. He's kicked out of a lot of churches. There are churches today that never opened that book. They preach nothing. They believe nothing. And then we wonder why people are not getting saved. Hello. God help us tonight, folks. I travel all over this country. I know what's going on. I know what we need to be doing tonight. Predecessors. We must recognize tonight that you and I are following the greatest predecessor of all time, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That ought to make our ears tingle. And then our ears ought to tingle because of the predicament. Listen, Samuel wasn't coming into the ministry of God at the height of a great revival meeting. He was coming in at a time where the Bible said there was no prophet speaking out for God. There was no miracles being performed. He was coming in at a time when even the family of Eli, the great priest, was a reproach to the name of God because of the sin of his kids. There was a predicament. Did Samuel throw up his hand and say, well, I just can't do it, I'm quitting? Why not? Because the will of God for his life made his ears tingle and he wanted to serve God and he wanted to do God's will. I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Had them all within three years. I've been asked so many times, why you keep going, preacher? I don't know anything else. I don't know anything else. God called me to do his will. Listen, if you're saved tonight, God's called you to do his will. We're in a predicament today. We're not serving God in a time when people are knocking the doors down to get into our churches. They're not going to come here to get a, to make, make sure they get a seat. In fact, quite the opposite is true. We're serving God in a day and age when people couldn't care less about the Bible, couldn't care less about church. They don't care about their soul. Spiritual darkness is creeping all over America. We're living in a day and age when many Christians only attend the morning service, and even then they're not faithful. Help us, God.
hey, our ears ought to tingle. I was driving across 57 down here today when I came in. Came through town because I wanted to get the filth washed off my car. Didn't want to take it back to Texas. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to wash my car and then I drove up to 57 and came across and I, I saw all the houses. Door after door after door after door. I would lay you odds tonight if I was a betting man that there's nobody out there knocking on those doors. Well, we got the COVID, so what? I'm so sick of the COVID getting blamed for everything. That's no excuse, folks. Well, God, I didn't go because of the COVID. If God's going to keep you alive, he'll keep you alive. You're going to get it, you're going to get it. I'm not going to get it. One of these days they'll take away my insurance, but I'm going to live in spite of them. <laughs> I don't care. About two, in about a month and a half, two months, I'll be 88. Said, you still going, preacher? Yeah. Amen. Why? Because my ears tingle. Amen. The Bible still touches my heart. Yes, sir. Amen. It's precious. Ears tingle at the will of God because of the purpose of God. We see here that Samuel was responsible for keeping the Lamb of God in the temple. Bible says in verse number three, ere the lamp of God went out. The lamp of God is going out in our churches, folks. They're dead. You can't get a holy grunt out of nobody. But that's not God's purpose. I mean, when you stop and think about it, why would the lost person want anything we got when we come to church? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, help us. Huh? I wouldn't want that. I get excited when I go to church. Amen. Amen. Yes. If you can't say amen, there's something wrong with you. Better check up. Get excited about the Word of God. Yes, sir. It's precious. Look at verse number four. The Bible said that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. God has given, gave Samuel a responsibility. And I want you to understand something tonight. God has given you a responsibility. What's your responsibility? Telling others about the precious Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of our lives today is to win others and to help those that already know Jesus to grow spiritually in the Word of God. Yes, sir. 
Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. Racial and language bearers face me, but here am I, send me. Friends may be few, but here am I, send me. Men may oppose me, but here am I, send me. Physical health may be a burden, but here am I, send me. Many may laugh and jeer at me, but here am I, send me. My family may not understand it, but here am I, send me. Our ears ought to tingle just because God is using us for such an important task. Don't you realize tonight, folks, that you're the only mouth that God has? Huh? You're the only one God has. If we don't get the job done, who's going to do it? Thirdly, ears ought to Ears of Samuel tingled because of God's work. Look at verse 11. The Lord said unto Samuel, I will do a thing in Israel that will make ears of others tingle. What is it about the word of, work of God that would cause your ears to tingle? Well, God makes my ears tingle because it's his work and he's letting me in on it. He's letting me have a part in it. God said, I'm going to do a thing in Israel. Listen, God wants to do something right here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And other places. My ears tingle at the work of God because of the person. You see, it's God doing something. Amen. The Bible said we're co-laborers with Christ. Don't you realize tonight, folks, we're working for the number one man? This is not, this is not some uh, great big organization where people always have to follow the chain of command. We're working for the number one man. God is the commander-in-chief. But you know what? The only way he can get the job done is if we do it. By the way, if he didn't want you to serve him after you got saved, he'd have killed you. Amen? He'd have killed you. How many of you ever, have you ever watched an orchestra a leader uh, direct an orchestra. You ever watch him? I mean, he puts everything he can into getting the right sound out of that orchestra. He puts body, soul, spirit, I mean, everything. <laughs> We're in a much greater work than orchestra. Amen. That ought to make our ears tingle. Our ears ought to tingle not just because God's allowing us to have a part in it, not just because of the person, but of the place he's doing it. God said he's going to do a work in Israel, a small band of insignificant Jews, and God said I'm going to do a work there. You know, I believe with all my heart God wants to do a work here. Hey, I'm a fortune teller tonight. You know why I said that? 
Because God wants every one of these pews filled. Yes, sir. Amen. Not just on Sunday morning. Sunday night, Wednesday night, and any other night. Say, well, you can't fill all of them because some of them can't use. Baloney. (laughs) Baloney. We got the different president now. The the virus is going away. (laughs) Amen. I've had people say, well, I don't know how God can do without me. I don't understand how he can do with me. Makes my ears tingle just to know that God has has used us as a frail and and fallible people to do his work. Makes my ears tingle to realize that God's blessed me even though I've failed him many times. We who are nothing can be used of him who is everything. We who in our human strength can do nothing, but with him all things are possible. And then his saving work makes my ears tingle. And I look back over my life And how minute it is. And yet, God wants to use me. In 1949, some of y'all can't even remember back that far. In 1949, when I was 16 years old, God saved me. Years later, when the time was just right, God called me to preach. 42 years old, three teenagers and two dogs. I quit a job that I'd had for 20 years. Went to Texas and went to Bible college. Didn't know diddly. But it's amazing. When you get into God's will, how fast you can learn some things. Amen. Makes my ears tingle. My ears tingle not only because he saved me, but because... He's able to save everybody that'll come to him. Yes, right. My wife thought I was going to die. God was dealing with me about preaching, and I'm telling you, brother, Jet, my skin turned an ashen gray. And my pastor said, What's wrong with your husband? My wife said, God's dealing with him about surrendering to preach. And he won't give up. So he gave me a migraine headache. I was working for Safeway Grocery Company. I said to the kids, I said, let's go camping. 
I said, we'll go up there to, around Flagstaff. I said, uh, got some good trout fishing up there. And I said, when I get up there, we go fishing. Boy, this migraine headache will just go away. We got up there, set up camp. Not a breeze blowing. Went down to the lake to go fishing and the wind started up. You ever try to catch trout fish when the wind's blowing? Might as well try to catch a fish without a hook. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. I said, well, we'll come back. Went back up to camp and the wind stopped. Yeah. Finally ate lunch and I said, well, let's go, let's go fishing. Went down there, wind started. Went back up to camp and it stopped. We love to play games, board games. So they were going out to the table there at the campground to play board games. They said, Daddy, you want to play with us? I said, I'm going to get rid of this headache. I got in the camper. I finally said, God, you win. Can't fight no more. I'm done. I came out of the camper, had a smile on my face, and Mama said, kids, get ready. We're going to Texas. What am I saying tonight? I'm saying if you listen to God, he'll give you something to do. He'll give you something to do. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Father in heaven, I don't know who's in this building tonight. But I just have a feeling there's somebody here and maybe more than just a few that need to rededicate their life. Yes. Maybe even get saved. They're not serving you the way they know they could. They're not putting their whole heart into what you want them to do. So I ask Lord during this invitation time that you would speak to them. Oh God, through your blessed Holy Spirit, in that small voice, would you talk with them? Would you encourage them to surrender tonight? Maybe there's a young person here tonight that needs to surrender to full-time service. I don't know. But you know all about everybody in this auditorium tonight. So I ask you during this time to speak to hearts and to lives and we'll thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name, amen. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.